Hello, and welcome to We Speak CVE, a free podcast from the CVE program. On this podcast, we'll talk with people from the cybersecurity community about what else? Cybersecurity and vulnerability management and the CVE catalog of vulnerabilities. If you didn't know, the CVE program's mission is to identify, define, and catalog publicly disclosed cybersecurity vulnerabilities. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the We Speak CVE podcast, where we are going to be discussing the upcoming key changes for the CNA community. And uh, we have two guests with us today. We have Lisa Olson from Microsoft, who is a CNA, a a CV numbering authority within the CVE program. And we also have Chris Britton, within the CV program, and I'd like to have them introduce themselves, please. Great. Lisa. I'll go I'll go okay, ahead. Chris, you first. Sorry, Sorry about that, uh, Lisa. Uh, thank, thanks, uh, Kelly. Uh, my name is Chris Britton, as, as Kelly mentioned, um, and in the CV program, I'm the, uh, the chair of something called the Automation Working Group, and that's going to be one of the big changes we're going to see uh, this later this spring and early summer that we want to see a CNA community to be aware of. So we talk a little bit about that today. Uh, go ahead, Lisa. I'm Lisa Olson. I'm from Microsoft. Um, I've been on the CBE board since 2018 and recently, well, starting summer of 2021, Chris Lavendis and I are the co-chairs of the transition working group that uh, is focusing on um, not only trying to get the schedules correct and aligned um, with all these changes that we're making, but also try to get the right communication now to all, all our stakeholders, including all the CNAs, uh, about the changes and about the calls to action um, as a result of these changes. That's me. <laughs> So um, we have a few things coming up within the uh, CNA program and the CVE program as well. And one of those is a change to the CVE services, which I believe we're putting at a version 2.1 first. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that on, uh, Kelly. Uh, thanks uh, for that, that, that point. Um, what we're doing right now, and for those who are not familiar with CV services, that is uh, the CE program's uh, response to coming into the 21st century, if you will. Uh, the CV services is going to provide CNAs the ability to uh, automatically uh, submit CVE records, update CVE records, reserve CVE IDs, right? And so we have a version of that that's going to be coming out that everybody's been waiting for. That's going to provide all that functionality. Right now, we do in, have CV services 1.1.1 already in production that many uh, CNAs are already using to reserve CVE IDs. Um, but the big thing that's coming up, and this is what we're very excited about, is the ability not just to reserve CVE IDs with, with the uh, deployment of version 2.1, but the ability to actually take uh, once a reserved CVE ID. Is, is obtained by a CNA, now they'll also be able to submit a CVE record against that CVE ID in an automated fashion. 
And that's a real big step forward for the, for the community because right now they're using the GitHub pilot, uh, which is uh, somewhat fragile, or they're using um, a web form, which is very labor intensive. And all of that goes into the, the, the MITRE um, environment where, where MITRE has to, to work, uh, work some magic to get all that all the, the CV records uh, published. So the idea is to, to get the middleman out of, uh, out of that work with MITRE as a CNA last resort and allow the CV, CNAs to actually publish directly to the list without a whole lot of human intervention. That's a big win for, for, the, uh, for each CNA and that's a big win for the program. So we're really looking forward to, to getting that out into the, into the community uh, later this spring and uh, maybe early part of the summer. And how would that expand uh, into later of the year or even into, say, 2023, Chris? Well, what, what we expect to happen um, is, is that we're going to introduce the, um, the, the, the initial capability to do the basic things that CNAs need to do, which is submit CVE records, reserve CVIDs, which, as I mentioned, was already deployed in 1.1.1. In uh, today, and uh, and to update records and to uh, publish them. So as we move into 2020, uh, latter part of 2022 and 23, we'll be offering new capabilities for uh, for searching uh, records in the in this in the CVE repository, as well as the ability to um, to publish those records and have a new new uh, new possibility for different types of contributors called authorized data publishers to co start contributing CVE information. Um, but I think a big thing that we're gonna be seeing in the context of this, uh, of this deployment we're speaking of is a new format, uh, which is JSON 5.0. And that's a big step forward for us. And uh, Lisa, you might wanna, do you wanna talk a little bit about what the transition working group is, is, is thinking in that area? Yes, yes, thanks. Um, the, there's a group called the Quality Working Group um, that has been working for a long time on enhancing the data structure of the data that we enter, that the CNAs enter into the, into the CBE corpus. Um, one of the things that is challenging for all consumers of, C, of CBEs and, and for the CNAs themselves is how to represent the products themselves. What are the affected products? What are the non-affected products? What are the versions and how do I specify these versions? And so a lot of work was put into to tightening that up because right now with the current JSON, JSON 4, um, people do it every which way. And, and so um, it's not consistent, which is not good for the, for the program itself because people have to sort of, if they're going to put some automation around consuming the CBE records, it, it has to be sort of fuzzy in that area because everybody does it differently. And so we really tightened that up in JSON 5, which means that people have to adjust to that. People have to figure out, you know, am I doing it consistent with the spirit of JSON 5? And if I'm not, how do I get there? And I know for for Microsoft itself, we are not following the spirit. We have we have been doing versioning in very uh, sort of stilted way, sort of an unhelpful way. And so 
my team here at Microsoft is going to do put some good work into changing into the spirit, which which I I kind of liken the spirit to saying everything before this build, this particular build, is probably a, is is affected. It may not be. We haven't. We're not going to test every you know different version known to man. But everything after that is not affected by this vulnerability. And there's certain ways in JSON five that you can accomplish that. And so that's really one of the calls to action, because one of the things that that's been going on for the last several months is that the Secretariat has been working on converting all the JSON four records that exist today in in the corpus, many tens of thousands, into JSON-5. Because when we make the cutover, then all those records are going to have to uh, comply with the JSON-5 format. And so in in doing that programmatic conversion from 4 to 5, we've learned a lot of lessons. And so the the board and the working groups know a lot of um, a lot of information about how to to change a summit where all the CNAs can come together. Where we're going to talk in detail about all of this information and really kind of try to come up with some examples to say, here's what we are doing, here's what we're doing now. And so Chris Britton talked about some timelines. What we want to do over the next several months is help the CNAs, everybody that's creating CVE records, transition to the JSON 5, transition to using the services. Not everybody has to figure out how to do an API call. Um, we're going to have other tools that are, you know, another kind of form, another kind of set of API calls that are already developed for you and those who have their own systems and they wanna do everything from scratch, that's available too. And we're gonna to try to make this transition with all the CNAs along as quickly as we can so that on the other side, the consumers of the CVE data can also follow in that transition. Um, the tr transition from four to five for the consumers is going to last a little longer than than the CNAs. Basically, we're going to try to do it as quickly as possible and get on the next page. Um, I know I said a lot of words. Anybody want to jump in on that? Yeah, I have a follow-up question, Lisa. From the transition in the CVE services and the JSON format, who will be the primary beneficiaries? of that change? Really the primary beneficiary in the long run is the consumers. Now, are we all consumers? Yes, I think in some sense, even the CNAs are consumers, but uh, you know, programs like NVD and, and the, the governments, the, 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 the scanning vendors, the people that use the CVE data to try to make the world a safer place, in the end, this is a much richer data set and people will be able to more consistently try to, you know, know that they are, are patched against the vulnerabilities that we're reporting. And so the world is going to benefit from this really. Okay. Chris, any thoughts on uh, Lisa's comments or the question itself? 
Yeah, th thanks, Kelly. I, I, I agree with Lisa on this. And I think one of the big things as the program matures, and like any other program that matures, I mean, we, we've evolved through a number of different data formats, four to be exact, right? And, and as we've grown, I think what we've, we've seen that the, 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 the data set, and as we try to support the broader vulnerability uh, management and patch management community, is that this, this richer data set that's going to allow for a more effective, effective vulnerability response, right? And, and a key part of that is automation. And I think in the context of when you refine the data and, and format it, uh, structure it appropriately, it's really going to allow it to allow that data and that information to scale across the entire globe and allow for um, significant, uh, more, more efficient responses to, to, to vulnerability disclosure. And so that's what we're hoping we're laying the groundwork for here with this, with this update. And we'll probably have another, another session to talk about all the details of that. If you're really interested in, in the details of, uh, of how rich this, this data set has become, uh, this format to come. I mean, I encourage you to come to the to the summit because uh, we'll be spending a whole lot of time talking about that in the summit in April about what this format looks like and and the impact it's going to have. Uh, we hope it's going to have on the on the broader community. I know that within uh, the program itself or any development program or deployment program, there's always something called a soft deployment and a hard deployment. Um, right. Can, can you speak to that at all? What's what's the difference and uh, how are they different? Right. And that's and that's something those two deployment notions, although they're the notion of a soft deployment, and we've kind of equated to a soft opening to a restaurant. A lot of times what you'll see when a new restaurant opens, it'll get open to a select community of, of people to try the menu and to, to shake out issues. Right. Uh, and we kind of adopted that that uh, nomenclature here for our, our CV services. And, and really that soft deployment, and, and we're hoping that's gonna happen uh, in, you know, like, like, like I mentioned earlier, uh, latter, latter part of the spring, early part of the summer. Um, and, and what that soft deployment is about, it's really about the coming out party, if you will, CV services. Uh, those functions that I talked about, the ability to submit and update and even reject records um, is something the community has been waiting for for a long time. And we're incorporating JSON 5.0, as I mentioned, that's another major part of this rollout. And we want to give the community an opportunity to use the interfaces and to actually see JSON 5.0 data through CVE services before the rest of the world does, right? Because Essentially, the, the, the CD records actually belong to the CNAs, right? And so we're going through this upconversion process and this review process for uh, all those records that we've upconverted from JSON 4 to 5. And during that soft deployment period, we're going to, the CD services will be available for the, uh, for the community to engage uh, with. And there'll also be uh, a front end available for them to use. When I say front end, a web interface, you don't have to write your own client. Um, and you can interface with, um, with CV services and look at their records that you own uh, and see if the records in their new JSON 5.0 format to see how it, how it looks. And you'll have opportunities to make changes if you don't like how it looks for records that you own. And it, to essentially get prepared for the grand opening or the hard deploy, if you will, when we, when we open up those JSON 5.0 records uh, for the world to review. So that soft, soft opening, if you will, 
in short, is to allow the community to take a look at those records and, 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 and update those records to, to, so they can look like and reflect the information that they want them to reflect. Between the soft deployment and the hard deployment, uh, Lisa, do you have any thoughts on those? Well, as Chris was saying, uh, people are going to have an opportunity to review their records, make changes, learn about, you know, how JSON 5 works by looking at the records that have been converted to JSON 5. And then at some point, you're going to kick over and start when you submit a new CVE record, um, you will submit it in JSON 5. And and, and there's a very detailed schedule that, that goes into all these things. And really, we're in the midst of it. Um, the, as I said, all the, all the records, with I think an exception of less than 100, have already been converted to JSON 5. We've worked through a lot of those issues. And really, we're going to use the summit as an opportunity to really get people to understand that there is a call to action here. You can't keep uh, just doing things the same old way. Uh, eventually, the web form on the CVE page is going to go away. You're not going to use that. You're going to have a different sort of interface that you'll be able to go to the, to the web page and input your data and submit it from that. But it's going to be very different than what you see today. Um, one thing that we haven't really talked about too much is that we have made a transition that is 80% complete from cve.miter.org to cve.org. I don't know if you've gone out and looked at the new web page, oh, wow. um, but it, it looks it looks a lot better. It's it's kind of you know a more uh, a newer you know prettier more user friendly type of web page. Um, there are some things that are still back on the old web page. If you have for example, if you have your advisories that you've been writing for the last 20 years that all reference cbe.miter.org slash cbe2018-1234, that will get redirected to the new webpage. So we're going to also transition out of the old cbe.miter.org webpage. And all of that is going is, is gonna to be happening in the next six months. So... It isn't the time that CNAs can just do business as usual. It's time to pay attention, time to do some work and, and, you know, and, and do some of the new things that the program is, is putting in place. And as you mentioned, that's part of the, uh, the planning strategy for the transition working group. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces that we're all trying to land in concert with each other. And, and a lot of people, um, all, all the chairs of all the other working groups are invited and participate in the transition working group meetings. Um, and so it's really just a place where all the stakeholders that are actively working on this stuff come together and try to try to figure out what the blockers are and figure out a way to to remove the blockers. And so it's, it's software and software always takes a while to, <laughs> to, to get deployed, get, get working and deployed. But um, we've made a lot of progress over the last six or eight months. And I'm very excited about all the changes. It's really going to be, take the whole CBE program to the next level. 
And uh, Chris, do you have any final words before we wrap up here? No, I just like to foot stomp the um, the the summit. Yes. Yeah, and Chris, is that open to the public or or to um, the CNAs? It's open to all CNAs. It's open to all okay. CNAs. Right? Okay. And so, as a matter of fact, we we'd like to get them all there so we can have this discussion, introduce uh, what what we're planning on doing, give them an opportunity to ask questions, uh, identify issues that we need to address. This is a community uh, program. And it and CV services and JSON 5.0 are written by the community for the community, right? And so, so the idea is to get that feedback and get everybody on, on the same page. I also want to footstomp that we do have a, a, a website in a, a, that we, where we talk about the transition that'll be posted as part of a part of this this podcast uh, below. And so, please take a look at that to get updated information on kind of where we are in our transition. Uh, and things of that nature. So you'll be able to get more information uh, about that. You can also, uh, you know, contact the secretary if you would like to be become part of the AWG. Your week we meet once a week, and we can also get more information in, in about the transition in that in that context as well. Excellent, Lisa. Any final words before we say good night and farewell? <laughs> well, the only thing that I just want to emphasize is that we're all. I'm speaking of the CNA community. We're kind of all in this together. We're all learning. And and I know there's a lot of people that are involved in the working groups and the program that that want to help. And so don't feel like you're, you know, you're being asked to do something that you don't know how to do and nobody's there to help you because there's a lot of help. And so um, feel free to reach out and get involved and and let us help you make this transition because it's going to be better in the long run. Okay. That's very cool. I think it was a good topic with a lot of good information. Uh, Lisa, Chris, thank you for discussing this with the community. Definitely adding some clarity to the plans going forward. And we would like to thank everybody for listening in to the We Speak CVE podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on the We Speak CVE podcast, which is available for free on Buzzsprout and the CVE website. If you'd like to participate or suggest a topic, please contact us on the CVE website.